like, you can't. Oh, okay, yeah. good. This You're is. The, I like, like this table because it's the only table that I can sit at where my legs, like, don't touch the floor. Oh yeah, you would hate my house. I was ever so close to the floor. Everything's so no. small. No, I couldn't do that. I'm like, I'm so tiny. I'm, I'm so, so cute. small. I'm literally so small. No. Okay, but this um, is fun. It is fun. Can you hear me? Okay, viewer, listener. Do you see your wave? You're going crazy. Oh. Oh, I'm the bottom one. Yeah. Okay, so it doesn't need to be that close. No. Okay. Mine can. So then I can match your energy. Yeah. Well, and you have like the boot thing. Yeah. Okay, cool. Fun. So everybody, welcome back to another episode of Confidently Unconfident. I'm here with my good old friend, longtime (laughs) friend, uh, Wade Sumner. Way longer than I would care to admit. Not the clapping. I know. I was like, input clapping. What has it been like? I didn't even, I was thinking about the math the other day, like a long time. I was like 11. So if I'm 24 now, I can't do basic math in my head. 13, 13 years. Is that right? Yeah. About (gasps) that's crazy. I know over a decade of friendship. Wow. I know. And honestly, I, we were just talking about this at dinner because Wade and I became friends, but it was like. We don't know how. No. Like we spend so much time together and we've been, you know, we've been with each other throughout like these like weird, crazy, like super life changing moments. But there's no origin story. There's no. no like we can't pinpoint. Everybody has a story. Everyone's like, oh my God, we met in dance class, third grade, yeah. loved each other. I honestly I, can't think of like, you were just like, in, you just were in my life one yeah. day. I can't even remember thinking like, oh, I really like Wade. And I, she still thinks that. She's like, oh, I don't really know how. I'm, I'm not sure about him. He asked me to hang out. I'm like, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe later. Maybe tomorrow. Yeah. I don't know. The point is, this is like, oh my God, hold on. You're hydro. It's <laughs> <laughs> like almost falling off the table. Oh God. I was just scared that it was going to fall off. That would have been a really fun sound. I think it would have been good. The hydro flask falling. It would have been... I I don't know. Um, Okay, but back to my back to my story. The point is that we're here, and I've been wanting to get Wade on for a while. Wade is just one of my good old buddies, and honestly, to see a person grow from (laughs) eleven to twenty four is a lot. Is a lot. Yeah, and I have just been every single time I hang out with Wade. Like, obviously, I'm so grateful, but. Over time, I think you go through like a moment where you're talking to your friends and you're like, wow. Yeah. Like this bitch grew up. Yeah, because you have like those self-realizations and then you see it in your friends too, especially if it's like the people that have been with you for a long time. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God. I know. Like what? Like, And I don't even know when it happened. You just like blink and one day you're like, we're both in our 20s and we've like lived through all this shit. Or, I know. Oh, can I curse on this? Yeah. Book? Okay. You've like lived through all this shirt, <laughs> like shit. And, um, but then you're, you think back to like when you were a tiny baby and you didn't know anything. Yeah. And like, I thought that I always have this like realization. I'm like, when I was 15, I like thought I knew everything that was going on and now I'm 24 and I still think that I know everything is going on. So it's like, what am I going to be like at 40 or 50? Yes. Like thinking back, like, what was I so naive about now? Well, I was thinking about that too, because 
Except I'm not at any point where I'm like, oh, oh wow, I'm so smart. Like, well, I feel it's an illusion. So aware. It's not real. It's like gaslighting. It's yeah, self-gaslighting. But it's like, I, okay. And then I talk to adults, though. Mm. Adult. I mean, I guess we're adults, but like 40-year-olds, 50-year-olds. Mm. And they'll be like, you never know what you're doing. You literally never know. Like, you just play it by ear. And I think about that. I'm like, just, I think about the moments that I want for my life and like how I'm going to move forward in them. Like, mm. one of them being a parent. What? Like, how Scary. will I ever have okay. a baby? I was talking to my sister about this the other day, though. And I was like, it's, so, it's like so easy to get frustrated with your parents or like anybody in your mm. life. But I had to remind myself the other day, I was like, they're doing this for the first time too. Yeah. Like even though they're in their fifties now and have like lived all this life, they're still navigating every day. Cause it's like the first time they've lived this. Yeah. So I was like, that was, that was like a hard thing for me to come to terms with. Cause I was like, man, I'm like short with people sometimes, but I like kind of probably need to give them more, more grace. grace. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, we're all just doing this for the first time. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So how can I expect that of like, every, I don't know of everybody else. It's scary. But I feel like, and going back to this, is like you have changed so much. Yeah. Because I feel like that perception, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, like I just don't feel like you've always been. Oh, no. Like a cutesy little like grace for everyone. Self-aware. Yeah. No. I don't know when it It was this. It was like this last, mm, probably like last year to two years. Like honestly, after I graduated college, and I started like working in the real world and like yeah. moved out of like your college town, moved to like a new city. Like Phoenix is familiar, but it still was like new for me because I yeah. hadn't been here. And then you just like start experiencing life as an adult. And that's crazy. Yeah. But I just didn't. I was not the self-aware like kid that I am now. And I'm still like uh, every day I feel like I learned something new about myself. Mm-hmm. But um, definitely different. Yeah. Like, and you've seen it, I've seen it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it was definitely like, a, it was a fast change, especially like this last year. Yeah. Cause even looking back to like when I was 23 and I'm 24 now, like, whoa. Do you feel like you can pinpoint anything? Like, because why does mm. moving to Phoenix and like entering the real world feel like it was more impactful versus like leaving your hometown and yeah. going to college? Like, how is that different? Well, your bubble changes. Oh, okay. Like the people that you're around every day. And I think for me, I had like, especially in Tucson, because it's kind of smaller. Like you have your core group of people that you're with, like hanging out with every day. Mm -hmm. And then Phoenix, it was kind of like lonely at first, honestly, because it's like now I go to work and I like see the work people, but I don't really see them because I work remote. Yeah. And then I am like at home and I go to the gym and the grocery store (laughs) during the week and like that's it. So like you don't see your friends, you don't have class, you don't have like spontaneous outings as an adult. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of it was learning to like re-meet myself. Because mm. I feel like I didn't, before I graduated college, I honestly don't think I really knew myself in the way that I knew myself, know myself now. Yeah. And it wasn't like, I can't pinpoint like one specific day. Yeah. But it was like definitely over the course of the last couple of years was like a lot of getting to know me and getting Mm -hmm. to know like what things I like, what things I don't like, what I'm maybe comfortable with, with the people in my life, like what I want to tolerate or not tolerate. And that has been like very, 
not like eye-opening, but just like formative for me. Cause I've like, mm-hmm. I can feel myself changing and I know that I'm different, but I like, I can't hang it up on any one thing. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. It's so surreal. And that's what I, th- I think now, because funny story is that Wade has little notes right in front of him. <laughs> like he has a little journal <laughs> and I, I, I was joking. I was like, Oh, you wrote a little script for yourself. And he's like, well, I wrote little bullet points like I thought you said <laughs> she like well because she like asked me Did and she I? was like I wanted to like talk about like coming into yourself and yeah. like belonging and whatever uh-huh. and so I was like because I've been thinking about that a lot though so it was yeah. like good timing because I feel like I am still growing into myself and like mm-hmm. re-getting to meet who I am and like yeah. you know whatever so it was like it was, it was good timing because this yeah. month has been weird anyway. So I was yeah. like, oh, there's a lot. We could go into that. Uh, that's that, would a whole, a whole that, that would be a whole series of podcast series. Like, yeah. And that's it. But I'm glad he, he I mean, you made that introduction yeah. to whatever we're talking about because I feel like every conversation that I'm having with people is about mm. like setting boundaries or becoming familiar with what they want in their life and then like actually going for it because I think that there is a time in our life where we're all just kind of like vibing and writing out all these dreams and being like I'm gonna be a millionaire I'm gonna have this card I'm gonna get married by this age and da 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 and it's like okay but at what point do you start setting like those right now goals Mm. or like start having the intention every single day to work towards who you actually want to be not like all these random things that you want to have you know what yeah. i mean and um i mean i feel like it all kind of starts with knowing yourself and like what you actually want um because i feel like we can all put up like a facade and be like oh i'm my the God, yes i'm the most confident person i know exactly what i want to do i know exactly where i want to go and i feel like sometimes i like have imposter syndrome from people telling me like Mm -hmm. you know like Jess I want to be like you like you have it all figured out and I'm like where well and I but everybody like feels that way to a certain extent and what I was realizing the other day is that I used to be very much a person who like and you know this because you've known me for since I was a little awkward like preteen um but I feel like for so much of my life I I feel like I let it for others like for what I thought that they would want or would like find acceptable or I guess like what they would like in another person. Yeah. And I kind of would like shroud pieces of myself or like adapt to my personality. Yeah. Based on what I thought everybody else would want. Yeah. And so part of growing up for me has definitely been like the realizing that not everybody's gonna like you and like actually learning to truly accept that yeah and like not be I guess put off by the fact that everybody you meet is not gonna be like the one that's gonna like you or like somebody that you want to have in your life mm-hmm. so that learning that though is like a hard lesson do you have an example of like when you were in a position that you didn't well feel like you had to like fit into somebody's box yes I can think of several and it's like you naturally, I think, kind of go through friendship growth spurts oh, after yeah. high school and like after college, different points in your life. Oh, it's so heartbreaking. Uh, it is. Nobody talks about it. Everybody talks about like dating breakups. Nobody talks about friend breakups. I know. Like, that's hard, especially if it's people that have been in your life for a long time. Yeah. But I think back to like high school me and people would say something or they would like act a certain way or like have certain views. And I would just, I internally would know that I didn't agree with that. Yeah. 
but I would just like kind of laugh it off or be like, oh, whatever. Because yeah. I wanted, I didn't want to like stir the pot. Yeah. And then I think through college, I kind of got to a point where I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, why do I, <laughs> why do I even care? Yeah. And so I kind of like had this theory with myself that I was like going to test it and see what would happen if I didn't do that anymore. And I like was very true to myself about what I thought, yeah. regardless of what other people were kind of thinking or saying. And when I started doing that, there were definitely certain people in my life that were like, oh, what do you mean? Right. Like, what do you mean you think that way? And then, yeah. so that was very eye-opening to me because I was like... I remember. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Like, obviously, I'm not going to call out... No. I'm not going to, like, call out people. But, like, it's definitely a situation where you are... Your eyes are open because you're like, oh, people really did like me just because of the facade that I was putting up. Yeah. And that's, like, tough to realize. Yeah. When that happens, it's, like, very... I don't know. Yeah. And then, especially... When you've been pretending to be a certain way for so mm-hmm. long and like holding back who you truly are. And then you, when you do have the courage to be like, you know what? I'm going to be me because you hear all these things about like the people who love you are going to stay <laughs> yeah. because they love you. And then you realize that this friend who's been in your life for like eight years is like not okay with whatever the true authentic you is. Yeah. And it sucks because you're like, well, who else will like me if this person has been in my life for such a long time they've seen everything and they still don't accept me and it sucks it does suck but it also is liberating and it's also Mm -hmm. very affirming to me that Mm -hmm. the people who are sticking around are the ones that are going to like stay with me because it's like okay that mean like you've seen it all now yeah and like you're still here yeah so like that is affirming to me that i made the right choice and that i have genuine people around me who care about me 100 percent. it's it's so weird it's a band-aid that you have to rip off yeah and at first it's confusing Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like a identity crisis that you go through but then i feel like it's very much but it was like this it was like this little monster like gremlin in my brain that was like well what if they don't like you what if what like what if they don't screw her and well there's like this buzzfeed (laughs) unsolved episode where like shane and i forget what the other guy's name are is are are like talking and he's like well what if like the aliens come down like they're living among us and they're like here to abduct us whatever and he's like what if and that's just kind of like the mentality i've taken is like well what if like if 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 it is like it is what it is like it's not i can't change it i'm not going to alter the way they think why am i jumping through hoops trying to make them like me just for something that i'm not Mm -hmm. so and i feel like that mentality too though can fit into so many different things oh yeah like are you kidding me work relationships personal relationships friends family like even just, I mean, no, my, I mean, like just in general, like, like, oh, the what if mentality. Yes. Oh yeah. Like, well, it's like the whole nothing matters. trope. Yeah. Like it's so true. And there's like a point where it becomes destructive, obviously, because <laughs> then you're like not going to work and you're not doing anything. What if? But, um, there's like a difference between not caring and being careless. Yeah. Because not caring, like if you're truly doing that, People can say or think things, but they don't carry the weight or have the impact on you that they maybe once would have. Yeah. But then being careless is like, I'm just not going to go to work today because it's my ice maker. Oh my God. I'm like, are <laughs> you <laughs> scratching It's the ice maker chose. like kicking out the ice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not like my train of thought just like went off the rails. <laughs> yeah. The ice maker like, in the you background. You can actually hear your... Mm. Um, but yeah, totally applicable to other like 
spaces in your life yeah. and it's liberating to a certain point but then you also have to reel yourself back in yeah and be like okay i actually do have to care about this like yeah. ugh, it's frustrating but that was like i was talking to my mom about this the other day oh love her and she yeah jen jen if you're yeah, listening I was gonna say shout out to jenny um she was like one of the things about getting older is that you kind of just stop like giving a shit what people think about mm-hmm. you or like things that you would have worried about when you were younger just don't affect you. And yeah. it's like part of the story of growing up, but it's not um, like they just don't affect you in the way that they want. And I'm like, I'm so ready for that. Yeah. Cause even now I still like, there's still stuff that I, I worry about that I shouldn't <laughs> worry about. I'm like, I want to get to the point where I get up in the morning I do whatever the hell I want and I don't right. have to worry about anything else. Well, I was thinking about that when, because I don't even want to talk about it, mm-hmm. but sometimes I get, in my head and Join I'm like yeah seriously I'm like oh my god I'm so like chubby or like <laughs> I'm so gross like my body this my body that and then I think about it I, I like watch a lot of random like videos that come up or like those motivational <laughs> quotes and it's like that 40 year old lady that's somebody like, yelling wearing the, the two-piece reels. bikini oh yeah and then it, like I know it can be like kind of annoying sometimes we're like whoa lady but then at the same time it's like you know what i want to be at that level of confidence where i can literally wear anything i want or do like whatever i want to do without fear of what other people are going to think and they're so happy i know those people are so happy i know and i it's not that i'm like i is it envy like i don't Mm want to say envy because i love it for them i do i'm like hell yeah i want you to do that I'm just not going to jump in. Yeah. Well, it's like you what dip your that? toe first in. You have to like ease yourself into it. I show my belly, <laughs> belly button a little bit. And you're like showing some angle when you go to the pool. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like you have to kind of get into it slowly. You can't just, you don't wake up one day and all of a sudden you are the most confident person you'll ever be. Yeah. And like it's through lived experiences and it's through going through relationships and interactions that suck mm-hmm. and getting through them. Okay. Because that builds confidence. But question. Yes. Who do you feel like you're like being somebody else for? Or like what expectations are mm. you trying to meet? The, because I feel like you're, do you have like expectations that you feel like you're not meeting from your parents? No, I don't. I feel like that's not. No. Like, I have that. Yeah, no, that's not I'm my like, thing. I don't feel like that's <laughs> your thing. So what do you. I think it's myself. Uh-huh. I would, it's like so corny to say like you're like your own worst enemy. Yeah. But that's honestly how I feel sometimes. Cause I don't partly cause I don't care what anybody else thinks <laughs> anymore. So I'm like, okay, you have your opinion, like whatever, but you're bad I, idea. everybody gets in their own head. That's what mine, my thing is, is like, I wake up and I'm like, I think lately I'm like worried about where I'm at right now or like mm. that that's not good enough. Yeah. And something that I don't think people prepare you for in your 20s is having so much choice of what you could do yes so I like wake up and I'm like oh my god (laughs) should I be going to school for this or should I like move to this city or should I be like pursuing xyz relationship yeah and nobody prepared me for that because I thought by the time I was 24 I would like have a solid career track which I do like I'm very thankful (laughs) for my job but like solid career track solid relationship, solid, um, like next steps. And I, cause I'm always such a planner mm-hmm. and yeah. for so long I had so much of my life planned out. And then like, I decided not to go to med school and then yeah. it was like, now what? 
I feel like that was a lot. Yeah. I mean, that was, that's a, again, a whole nother podcast series. Like, yeah. but you come through realizations of, of like what you want or don't want in your yeah. life. But I feel like in your twenties, so much of the decision-making process is centered around like what impact it's going to have down the road. Mm -hmm. Like if I did do this thing or if I didn't do this thing, how is that going to impact me in 10 or 20 years or like 40, 50 years? Yeah. Cause I, th I think about people who like stayed in their same job for yeah. 40 years or like married the person that, that like the first person they ever met and like never saw anybody else or like mm -hmm. never moved away from home, all of those things. And like, w like they may be happy, but I'm like, okay, well, am I happy or am I settling? Mm -hmm. Those sorts yeah. of things. So that part's overwhelming. And I wish like, if I ever have kids someday, I'm going to tell them that up front. Like you have the illusion of choice in your twenties, but you just need to like pick something Yeah. and like do it. And I have to have, like, I'm not a super religious person. I'm not a religious person at all actually, yeah. but you have to have like some level of faith that yeah. what's meant to come to you will come to you. Okay. But you just said <laughs> that the other day, like, I feel like that's the first, when was it? We were talking to Mia. Mm -hmm. we were uh, Mia. yeah we were having like a moment we always go One together of our banter sessions. um and just like go around the circle talk about our moments of just like disaster and it's like usually little... one of us is in crisis yeah. and that like brings us together and then we have to like talk about yeah. it yeah it's really wonderful actually mm -hmm. it's very really healing great. we either sit in wade's little living room or we go to like a wine place or Apparently on somebody's roof. With somebody's roof, yeah. So, it's great. Uh, it's fun. But it's good. I was going to say, that was the first time that I've ever heard you say anything about, like, I don't know what is out there, Mia. And I know that I'm not, like, uh, religious. You're like, but there has to be something that's, like, working something out. Like, what changed that? Because I feel like for a while that wasn't even a thought. No, because it was so much... It's control. I mean, yeah. I had to learn to let go. I had to learn the lesson and I can think back to this like defining moment of when I did decide not to go to med school because it was like now what mm -hmm. and so I had to let go of the control that like I had all my next steps perfectly mm -hmm. aligned so from there on it was kind of this ideology shift for me from everything is planned out and this is how it's going to work for me yeah. to I really don't know what the concrete next steps are yeah and then I had to be okay with that because that's like the life that I was living that was like my reality and I had to yeah. learn to be okay with it otherwise I was gonna like rip out my own hair <laughs> so that and you can't be bald you have and I can't my hair. hair is my one redeeming quality <laughs> that's like the one thing I have going for me um so it was just but it's weird when that happens to you yeah. because I'm not like a person that lets go of control or just like relinquishes myself mm -hmm. to life I'm very rigid and like black and white but so much of life is gray and I think the sooner that you can realize that you have to be okay with that yeah. the happier you're gonna be like yeah. at the end of the day so I just feel like you're in your hippie era I am I don't know what's it wrong with me so... this is like I don't even like recognize it when I'm talking half the time anymore yeah it's so weird I love it I think that's why I'm like so I'm like I sound like Mia you what? Like, I sound like Mia when she's like just like talking about like flowy energy and like whatever. Like, <laughs> no, Mia is like, you're an asshole because you're an Aquarius. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Uh, Mia will drag you because of your sign. And I'm like, I we don't do each anything. Other. But I feel like you're, you're all, are also that way where you're kind of like <laughs> in your just like whatever's going to happen happens era. Unfortunately. Actually, no. Actually, okay. I will say. 
that I, for a while, mm. was also kind of on the same boat as you, where I was like, well, maybe if I just have like this perfect plan mm-hmm. or whatever, like at least some sort of idea of what direction that I'm going in, maybe I'll actually end up where I want to go. And now I'm like, I don't care where I end up. Mm-hmm. I know. And that sounds bad. Well, like I care, <laughs> I care a little bit because I do, I do have like certain goals in my life. Mm-hmm. I do want to have like a healthy, happy, stable home, you know, and whatever. The thing is, is that I care <laughs> about having a good life. And I know that with that comes having a successful career, mm-hmm. whatever that might be in. But for me, like right now, being happy is my priority. And I know that sounds so lame. No. But I feel like I just don't want to worry about hating my job. Like I've already mm. done that so much in my life. Like, and I actually love my job yeah. right now, which is so crazy. I will like do it. I will take a break. And normally if I used to take a break, I wasn't going to go back to work. I take a break and go back to work because I want to. And that's insane. But you naturally, if you're happy at your job, you do better mm-hmm. and you have more opportunity for like advancement and promotion, like yeah. promotions and whatever, because you're actually enjoying what you're doing. Yeah. So I think it's so much more important rather than, ch- and again, with the cliches, like rather than chasing money, you have to find something that you're good at or passionate about or both. Yeah. Because and, you do better. And I always thought I was going to be a corporate baddie. Well, there's still time. I did. <laughs> and but now I'm like, maybe I'm gonna be like a nonprofit corporate baddie where mm-hmm. I like own a nonprofit. I could see it. Yeah. You're a helper. Like it would definitely suit you. I don't know. I just at this point I don't really mind. I'm just happy about what am I gonna do to keep myself healthy. Which like I mm-hmm. talk about that all the time. I'm like, oh, this is what I'm doing. Even if I like fall off the train of like getting sexy, I'm like, I'm gonna hop back on. There's always a new day. Yeah. I don't put that pressure on myself that I used to about like, I have to do all these things if I want to get to point B. It's like, I'm going to get to point B. I don't know when. Well, but you have to be able to find the happiness where you're at. Yeah. Because otherwise you're going to get stuck in this like perpetual cycle of chasing whatever is next that you think is going to bring you happiness. Yeah. That at the end of the day you get there and then you're like, okay, what's the next thing? Like, what am I working towards now? Which is not to say that you shouldn't have goals and like, but it's a weird conversation. It's so weird. It's so, like the paradox of being happy where you're at, where you're at, but without settling and like yes. getting comfy. Yeah. Because then you will end up in the same job for 60 years mm-hmm. and then die. And then you're like, well, okay. And I don't think that's us though. No. I think it's that not. that's why I'm so grateful to have this conversation with you and to see you in your like happy effort mm-hmm. era. Because I'm like, you're just moving towards something and i don't know what yet i don't either but you're moving in the right direction like i don't even know how i can say that i'm like that's (laughs) but but seriously like every single time i see you or like anytime we have a conversation i'm like giggling and i'm like man you're just Mm. you're just so smart right now and i just like can't wait to see where you end up Mm. like seriously you're such a good person i know so many people and I don't like to make a lot of friends. I get nervous. Me. And no, and that's why I love you. It's like you're just consistent. You care about the people that you're with. So much. And it's just like so sweet. You don't see that. And you're so intentional. I it's, feel like I have to be. It, I love it. I'm <laughs> like, I don't know. I just, you're definitely one of the, like 
top 10 people yeah. I've ever met. Same. I agree. It's, well, and my like, I feel like my circle is so much small. It's like definitely at the smallest point it's ever been in my life, but yeah. the best people. Yeah. It's like seriously the people I have surrounded myself with at this point, the most genuine, the most caring, the most like, I know I can pick up the phone and call you for whatever I need and vice versa. Like yeah. if you call me at one in the morning, I'm answering. It's true. Um, but it's just, I would so much rather have that than just some arbitrary large circle of friends that is like there, but not really there. Yeah. So. And it's weird going bestie. from Yuma. Oh, I know. Being friends with everyone. Wade and I were like Stuco kids. We were the popular. Number one. Like not the popular kids, but like the popular kids in high school that like had a bunch of friends that weren't yeah. really. We were just like so involved for no reason at all. And we were just talking about this. We get like so we burned had, out in high school and now here we are. So we had friends. <laughs> we had plans. We were doing all these things. And now I'm like, we're literally the most boring people in the world. I don't know how I survived it, honestly. Like Me I think back to my high school schedule and I was booked every hour of the day. Me too. And I, I wanted like six to be hours. So did I. I didn't have anything to do. I was do. like, I'm something's like, wrong. Who wants to build something? Oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, why? I I would join a club. And now I like wrap up work at 4.30. I'm like, okay, it's time to take a nap or time to go to bed and then do cooking in the gym. Like, it's just, yeah, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. But you and I, I feel like have gotten really good at acting without the full picture Uh and being able to make a decision without having like all the information. And I think that's why we're like, okay, right now. Mm -hmm. Because... you can get really overwhelmed with all the choice, like I said, but then Mm -hmm. when you learn to be able to just like pick something and do it, even if you don't know what the outcome is going to be, that's how you survive. It's a level of trust. In what? I don't know. But yeah. In yourself? I think it's in yourself. Yeah. For me, it's also in like God. Like I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I know, I don't really know what I'm doing, but I know that I have the ability to make good decisions. Do you find that like super comforting? Like, I'm always curious, people that are, like, very faithful, like, mm-hmm. do you find it to be, like, a weight off your shoulders when you know it's something that you can just, like, give to God and, like... Oh, my God, yeah. He'll take it, yeah. Oh, I give everything to God. I'm that's, like, that ticket, Lord, you pay that. That's a cool... That's <laughs> got to be a cool feeling. Like, I feel like I don't... I have, like, re, you like relinquish whatever, but, like, I don't yeah. have, like, something to give it to. You know, and for me, I feel like it hasn't always been a straight line of me being like I love God like I love like look at my college career I was a street rat like God has been in my life throughout many different crazy times like I feel like I've just been through like the pits of darkness (laughs) and like also and like really high peaks and in all of those moments I know that I've turned to my faith and like in all of those moments, like turning to my faith has been a good thing, especially when I feel like crap. Because like when I'm happy, like obviously I'm like, oh, hell yeah, God, that was dope. Yeah. Thank you. Whatever. But I'm just like, all right, like, but I did this. Like I did the work. I did that, you know. And but when you're literally at the that point, yeah, just like the pit of darkness, mm. you're alone. You don't feel like anyone understands you. You're trying to talk to your friends, but somehow they just don't get it. Or like, it's yeah. just not happening. And you're just alone. It feels so good when you have that moment of prayer or like you're like just putting things out and it's like you feel in like just peace. Yeah. I don't even know how, I don't know how to explain it. It's just like you have no idea what's going to happen 
but you're okay. That sounds tranquil. And it, it is. And I think that's why I like move forward in a lot of my days or moments. Because, dude, p- people are annoying. Mm-hmm. People piss me off. Life pisses me off. But I move on because I'm like, this is not even worth it. Like, there's the something energy. else. Yeah, there's something else. There's like something bigger than me. And all I have to do is like take a step forward. That's like, that's like it. your secret to not flying off the handle when like a customer is rude. Heck yeah. <laughs> oh my God. It's like God's got this one. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, God, hold me back. Hold yeah. me back. Yeah. Because you're like so not an angry person. No. But like there's something that's taking that away and putting it somewhere. Because yeah. like you are small, but you have a lot of big emotions Lord and feelings. Knows. Like <laughs> Lord knows. And it, but the weirdest things will tick me off. And Same. It's just Especially if I'm already in a mood, like somebody <laughs> yeah. could just like put their blinker on and I'm like, why are you doing that? Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Okay, Wade. Well, I want to ask you one last question. Okay. Unless you want to touch, touch on something from your... No, I can. There were there was just this situation that if it like came up, I was just gonna like share. Do you but want to? You can. I can do that later. You can ask what me. What is your, it? It's just I had written down. I I've like started calling it my three rules of five, but it's just like <gasps> these things that I've learned over the last couple of years. Well, I was just about to ask you okay. to share like what do you feel like is, like not like advice, but like something that you've been turning to. So to keep you motivated. Perfect question then. So perfect. Let's I wrote do it, it down because I was thinking about it and I was like trying to pinpoint like a like, not like a resource, but like something that I turn to when I feel like I need help making a decision or like yeah. need help in a certain situation. <clears throat> so I've collected these things over the last couple of years and there's three rules and I call them the three rules of five because each of them has like a five it's five years, five minutes, five seconds. So the first one is from my chemistry teacher freshman year, who is like the most motivating, like badass person I've ever met in my life. Like tattoos up and down both arms, shaved head. She oh does my God, I thought you roller were derby. about Mr. Brown. No, no, no. <laughs> I was like... Oh, Greg Brown. No. Like Greg? Freshman year, freshman year of college, to clarify, not high school. <laughs> um dr hidalgo shout out to her but she i was in um the lecture the last day of class second semester after we had all just taken our final and she was like before you go like i just want to give everybody some advice like think about what really matters to you what is going to be important to you in five years and make that like a rule whether or not you should spend time worrying about it so she was like for example this final if you did really well today or if you bombed it, is it something that's like actually going to matter in five years and that you should spend the rest of the afternoon worrying about it? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But if it's something that has potential to impact you in five years or that you think is going to be important, maybe it's worth some more consideration. But this has been something that has allowed me to like free up space in my brain Yeah, because I think about stuff that I would be worrying or like just like have anxiety about, I guess. And I'm like, I have to pause. Yeah. Like, is this something that's actually going to matter? And usually the answer is no. Yeah. And then I can kind of just be like, okay, I'm just going to put this aside. Yeah. So I don't know. No, I love that. That was the first one. Um, the second one comes from my mother and she used to say this to me growing up, but she would be like, is it something that you can do in five minutes? So like if I was procrastinating something or if I was just like really whiny about not wanting to do something like cleaning my room or like emptying the dishwasher or like 
calling a dentist to make an appointment, something yeah, that could yeah. be something that you like spend hours and, and like days putting off that mm-hmm. you could just take five minutes and do it. And this has been like super critical for me in my adult life because now that I live on my own and like have my own dishwasher to empty and my yeah. own laundry <laughs> to do, like, or just stupid stuff that should not take up as much time as it's taking. Like calling I just will set it aside. Real. Call in a dude or like your PCP to make yeah, an appointment. Yeah. No, I like the reminder will be Jackie on my won't phone. Do it. The reminder will be on my phone for like a Keep week. Checking. Call the dentist. Call the dentist. I'm like, I'm just not gonna do it. Yeah. But then you do it and you Two realize minutes. you wasted a week worrying about something. So yeah. shout out to my mother for that one because she was real. Yenny. Um <laughs> and then the last one is is it worth five seconds of courage? And this one actually comes from Mia. Yeah, yeah. And I remember like we were we were sitting in my living room. I think it was like it was like two almost two years ago. ago. Yeah. Damn. Um, it was like two years ago. This is from our session. By this the is way. one of the sessions. Like <laughs> Mia was in crisis. We were sitting around having wine and like talking about next steps. Um, and she, I don't even remember where she got it. And she probably doesn't even know that it had like this kind of impact on me. She probably uh-huh. just like said it and like didn't even realize that I make it. But um, she said, is like whatever the thing that you are dreading doing worth five seconds of courage to just like push through and then like whatever yeah. the outcome is, is probably worth it. Like opening the door for your first date or like calling somebody to ask about a promotion or like. I don't know, those things that just, you have to like push yourself over the edge. Yeah. And like, I feel like I'm there sometimes where I'm sitting mentally on a ledge and I have to like push myself over to do whatever yeah. it is. And then I'm always so grateful and happy for whatever the like product of that was. Yeah. But I'm like, if I hadn't taken those five seconds to just like do it and push myself, like I, there's so many opportunities and like people I would have never met or like oh things God, that would have yeah. happened that just so... Those are like the three. I just kind of keep those in the back of my mind. And Wait, if there's something, yeah. Have you ever done any like meditation practices? I have to do it sometimes. Yeah. Because I, I use the gym as my anxiety tool. Okay. Yeah. Like usually I'll get to the point with just like angst or stress that I have to go to the gym and I have to like run or like lift something heavy. Yeah. But when that doesn't work. That I know I'm like in real trouble. Then I have to like <laughs> sit and I have to turn off music because I'm somebody who has mm-hmm. music playing all the time. Like if I'm not sleeping, even sometimes then, like if I'm not sleeping or actively having a conversation, music is playing because I like have to have something in the background. Yeah. But I'll turn off the music. I'll put my phone in another room and I just like have to sit and listen to what my brain is telling me and just actually feel whatever it is that I've been like totally. putting off. Yeah. And then usually I feel better afterwards because I'm like, okay, this is actually what I was feeling this is the emotion. This is what it means for me. Yeah. But like, I didn't know that because I was like all day just pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. And then, so you, I, as much as I hate to say it, like you do definitely need to sit and like be present with your thoughts. Totally. Sometimes yeah. without some external distraction. And I was saying that, I, I think I was saying that before is like me sometimes turning off the music when I drive. I'm like, I can't listen I feel like to a anyone. Psycho. Like, yeah, because I'll be driving down yeah. the 101 going you just hear, 90. Like, the do, 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 do yes, my tire is about to pop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes I need to like turn off, turn off my music and I'm like, okay, I don't even care what comes in my mind right now. I need to face it. Yeah. And like sometimes I notice it. What I do is I'll start watching a lot of like random bad TV. Mm-hmm. 
90 day fiance. distract yourself whatever yeah just watch it just so that i don't have to think about something and i'm like why are you doing that and then the thing is is that as soon as i turn it off the thought comes into my head so i'm like just face it just deal with it but i feel like the reason why i asked that is because all those things remind me of like meditation practices is like if you sit down and just are like okay let me pause five seconds to you know think about this or to make five seconds before you make a decision or take a deep breath before you like say something like things like that it just like it's all mindfulness practice like yeah and actually listening to what there's this podcast i listen to called do the work Mm -hmm. and her name's sabrina and she like talks about relationships and kind of like how to navigate dating and like navigating yourself in like how you fit into all that yeah and she says you need to be comfortable with the uncomfortable and then like sit in the discomfort and allow Mm -hmm. yourself to do that and like be uncomfortable with whatever it is that you're feeling because otherwise you can't process that and move forward but yeah so shout out to her for that i've been listening to her this year but i love it yeah so yeah okay last one sorry what's your red flag in anybody or in dating in yours like for you oh, for oh my red flag because um, i feel like we all love to talk about other people <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna make me be introspective right now yeah i think beyond the like <laughs> general aquarius avoidant like tendencies that i have <gasps> i tend to not listen to what people are saying unless they're telling me what i want to hear mm. So if somebody's giving me feedback and it's like not, I'm like, I don't want to listen to what you're saying. I just like stop and I just tune it out and then it starts going in one of the air at the other. So I've been trying to work on that, but yeah. it is definitely a red flag, but people don't always know that because they think I'm listening. I'm like nodding you're and so like good. saying yes. And they're like, okay, he's getting it. And I'm like thinking about family guy or something. Yeah, You're doing all the signs of yeah. like nodding. I'm like saying uh, yes. affirming. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this Aww. was fun. Yeah, it was. How do you feel now? I feel good. Sitting at my little kitchen table moment. I know. Yeah. Well, you guys, that that's it. And I'm that's really a wrap. happy. I wish I had my like like movie clapper thing. I know. Oh. I I have every single time I sit down and do something like this, I realize that I need to actually commit to like you have the setup. organizing something. You have the setup. She's got the two mics, she's got the like phone recording and everything. It's this on one. a chair. I'm <laughs> had to YouTube how to do this right before. You don't you don't give away the secrets. But you know, it's all fun because then we have like this moment. And I feel like anytime I set it up with people, like specifically my friends, it's just like fun to be like, oh my God, this is it's so it's good cool. dialogue. It's yeah. for the plot. Yeah. This is fun. But any horror Thank you all for listening and hopefully we can dive into other topics like medical school. Oh, geez. That's another, that's another podcast episode. Yeah. Everything else, everything else (laughs) under the sun. So thank you guys for listening and I hope you have a great rest of your week. Bye. Bye.